0: Okay, we're back. I don't, I don't know if back is really the appropriate thing to say for this. Anyway, so it's episode 10 of the uh, J Rock Onsen. I'm like expecting to hear the background music. It's really weird right now. So, episode 10, uh, I'm here, Mazo. We got Nexus.
1: Wow. Enthusiastic
0: <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> enthusiasm. <laughs> oh, you got MVT also?
2: Yeah, quack.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, this shit again.
1: <laughs> That's a real enthusiasm. Okay.
0: Thank
2: you. What okay. Are you. Fucking quacking. <laughs>
0: nobody knows nobody fucking knows okay uh so this uh this a uh, month of Onsen. We're gonna be talking about growing out of Japanese music. So I guess a good way to summarize that is, uh, it's not just a phase mom. I mean, for me personally, the reason I brought this one up is because it wasn't J-Rock specifically, but it kind of got bundled all into one. When I was, you know, first getting into everything, my older sister was like, you're not gonna be into any of this shit when you're like 18, you're gonna be over it. I'm like, what do you mean I'm gonna be over it? This shit's awesome. And she's like, I bet you a hundred dollars, you're not gonna be into this stuff. And so, sure enough, I turned 18 and bitch never paid me. So <laughs> You gotta
1: wait 18 years to get, like, paid.
0: <laughs> so she never paid me, even though, you know, it was only, it was only, like, what, like, 14 or something? So it was only, like, four years, but, and I'm still, obviously, into all this stuff so much so that I'm recording this with a bunch of weebs.
1: Well, for me, it's more like, uh, th- there's this kind of, like, type of music that you don't find in the Western world that you only find in Japan, well, in Japanese rock. Yeah. And that's why I've stuck with uh, J-Rock, so...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's completely unique, and that's... Yeah, exactly, that's why I've stuck with it. It wasn't just like a, oh, this is super weird, like Tim Burton, and I'm going to be really into Jack Skellington <laughs> for six years. You know, that's that's why I, I use the subtitle here. It's not just a phase, Mom, because you think of, like... You know, seeing kids who are like all dead now—not literally dead, but you know the
2: <laughs> the scene scene them, is some gone. of
0: them. Yeah. Some of them did kill themselves yeah. to well, honest, show ultimate devotion.
2: The, the emo kids might some of them might indeed be dead right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a phase until you died. Well, Way too early. <laughs> yeah, it got, it got <laughs> deep, man. Too, too soon, man. Too soon. but uh <laughs> <Too>
2: soon.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know I personally faced that at some point where somebody was like, "Yeah, you're not gonna be in all this Japanese shit once you're older," and it was just like, "Okay." Like even my dad was like, "Oh, I'll give it a few years. You're gonna be over deer hunger." I'm like, "No, dude, I'm not." <laughs> and sure enough, no, dude, I'm not. But uh Nexus, I mean, do you have
2: any experience with anything like this? I discovered it at a convention when I was reading to Naruto. Ironically, I did grow out of Naruto. That is, like, something that people are telling me I'm going to grow out of. That happened. But since, I don't know, like, 12 or 13, I, uh, literally everybody in my family used to not really tell me this about J-Rock, but, like, about black and gothic clothing. Like, that's probably the the thing you get told about most time that you're gro- going to grow out of. Like, you're not going to dress like this when you are in your 20s. Bitch, I own, like, what, two colored pieces? And everything else is black. <laughs> but, uh, like, about, I don't know, about a year or two ago, I was talking to my father about, oh, how important concerts are to me, because I go to a lot of those. And he was telling me that once you start, like, once you finish school and you start working and whatever and whatnot, it's not going to be so important to you. And look at this shit, I'm 25 and concerts still fucking important. And yeah, it's
1: like... because you can't afford anything. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> pretty much, because like, I mean, <laughs> I'm um, eating real shit food because I uh, spend all my fucking money on concerts, but I i don't want it any other way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
1: good. I mean, thats but, oh, you're really passionate about it then. So and My
2: father is a fucking hypocrite because he's literally in a band and literally goes to concerts himself and he's like 50. That's what I was going to ask.
0: Out. That's what I was going to ask because my my dad, the one who was like, you're not going to begin to do great I mean, for him, it's because he's into so much shit that there isn't a band he could consider a favorite. I I I've shown you guys I think uh pictures of his room where it's just like it's like living in a record store. It's fucking outrageous. And this guy's like, You're gonna be over it.
2: Yeah, yeah. dad, definitely. I'm gonna be so over it like you are right now. It's like so over it. <laughs> These recordings are nothing.
1: But he's a living proof then, so he's he's kinda like contradicting himself.
2: Yes. Indeed. Mm.
1: But um for you guys, like what what do you guys have like some kind of like main factors for just sticking mainly to Japanese music? Because there's still overlap between Japanese music and Western music. What is the overlap? For example, like Crystal Lake, they're very like Western inspired. Oh, yeah,
0: that's uh, the I, I know I'll probably upset some people, but bands like that are the ones that I just I can't listen to. They're they sound... Well, let's
1: say devil-oof.
0: <laughs> deviloof. They still have this overlap. Yeah, there's right? there's that grindcore kind of element to them. But at the same time, they're still uniquely deviloof. There's something about Japanese bands in particular, at least I feel, where even if I have a huge playlist on shuffle with like random songs from other artists on there... From like the first few notes sometimes I can tell if a band is Japanese there's something about the tuning or the mastering or something just the way that they decide that they want to sound that is very no, uniquely that's Japanese the thing, like
1: we have to find this like thing because like there should be something that we can find that makes Japanese music so unique
2: no but like the, that's probably the thing that like everybody agrees that there is a thing but we cannot pinpoint what the fuck the thing is. You just notice when it isn't there.
1: <laughs> Are we all a racist? No, just. What? Um, <laughs> it's,
2: it's hard to explain, but, um. You can notice it with some bands that used to be like more J-Rocky and then they branched out more into the Western. Uh, Ah, One
1: OK Rock, the typical example.
2: uh, Yeah, the typical example being One OK Rock. Once they start branching out, their sound changes and it gains this thing, which you can easily pinpoint that, okay, this is the exact sound that the band gets when they sell out to the Western audience. (laughs) Sell out. And now I... Now I don't know if it's something that the Japanese bands have that is there that they lose when they move to the Western side of music, or if it's something on the Western side that they gain. I don't know if I'm explaining it right. Oh, right.
1: I remember like Muck. They went. Is is it uh, is uh, it uh, it Muck or Muku? It's like Muku, 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 (laughs) But like no one, no one pronounces it Muck like in in the West. Uh, uh, Either way, like they went on tour uh, in Europe a lot. Uh, in the past so they were inspired by a lot of the bands that they were they were touring with and then they they said that oh we came up with this song which we made during the tour and that was like the worst song i ever heard (laughs) from the band it was so bad and i think it's because of what they were inspired of
0: but that's the thing though if you if you look at like interviews especially when a lot of the bands are starting out like um uh, one that comes to mind in particular is, uh, Suicide Ollie. I don't know if you guys know them at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I okay. haven't listened much to them. It, like, I know the name, but I have never heard anything. They're amazing. I highly recommend you look into them a little more. I can, I can, I can point you in the right direction. But, um, so Suicide Ollie, obviously not around anymore because they were just that good. Uh, there was an interview they had with some small group at a convention. And they're like, oh, I'm here with, you know, these three guys from... Suicide Ollie, and, like, they do a quick interview, and they're like, oh, so what were your inspirations? Like, all of them said Metallica or Motley Crue, and they sound nothing like either of them.
1: Yeah, I I find that's that's usually the case uh, with Japanese music. Like, they have these influences by these um, Western artists, but still, they put their own, like, thing that makes it Japanese, somehow.
2: (laughs) But yeah, if... If I think about it, Mana often cites uh, Motley Crue and Slayer as his influences, and if you listen to Muadimai, it's nothing like anything. Yeah,
0: I don't hear any Slayer in there for
1: sure.
2: <laughs> no, it's not even like nothing like these bands. It's it's nothing like anything really. Just honestly, don't know how to describe that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the things that I want to point out is like the biggest uh, difference usually in Japanese music and, and Western music is probably the language, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's something I tell people, too, is that the Japanese language itself lends itself to rhythm much better than specifically the English language. I feel that English just... Like, when you look at people who do, like, those English covers of Japanese songs, you have to jam all these syllables into places they don't fucking belong.
1: (laughs) It's true, it's true.
0: Um, Like, no hate against them. It's great that they're getting out there and doing something with their passion for this music, but it, in my opinion, as Mazo the Douchebag, it doesn't sound right, and there's a reason it doesn't sound right.
2: There's, um, I, I've i been listening to some, like, covers that are Russian, like, uh, Russian covers of Japanese songs, and those work a little better. So, uh, on this, I have observed that I think it's the problem that English doesn't really have all the many words that end in vowels, it's it's got this tendency to end words in consonants most of the time. which Japanese doesn't. And yeah, so I didn't, you have to I, yeah, like I didn't think about abruptly. that. Yeah,
0: that's, I um, didn't think about it um, at all. Some,
2: and Slavic languages, such as Russian, have a way higher percentage of words that also end in, in vowels. So, it lends itself better to the covers, but English and Japanese that doesn't really mesh well. So, the easy rhythmic stuff that is that is in the Japanese language with all the vowel sounds, it just gets fucking lost in English and you're left with a shit cover. It's like listening to the English version of Deren Gray's glass skin that Derengray made himself. That's is, that is that is a terrible song. I, I don't <laughs> think <laughs>
0: that one's terrible. It's not as good as the Japanese one admittedly, but yeah. I don't I don't agree that it's terrible. You're just being biased. You know what is terrible, the final. Well, in English, all versions of it. I hate the final. It's like the one I only song,
2: heard the, original one. the one, the one song
0: ba- by Deer on Gray that, like, so boring.
2: It's good to yell it when you read it. Live. Oh, it's no. Easy to sing.
0: It's so boring.
2: Fuck you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of, of all their deeper meaning songs, that one's so fucking boring. They have so much better shit, but everybody treats it like it's the fucking pinnacle of the band.
1: But th- wait, that's a be- uh, good segue because uh, I was wondering do you guys care about the lyrics even if you don't understand it? Um, At the end of the I'm day. Biased, I no. cannot answer. <laughs> yeah, I, because I'm the same. I usually just listen to the music because I like how it sounds. I'm not much into like the lyrics and like the meaning behind it, even though it adds a bit to it. But that's not my primary like goal. Music is said to be a universal language.
0: I can tell by the tone of the song if it's, you know, upbeat or downtrodden or whatever, just angry as fuck. I don't need to know exactly what they're saying to understand the message for the most part.
1: So, when
0: you apply for a new job, are you gonna say that you know music language? <laughs> I, I, uh, I know this language, this language. I also speak music. What? Womp womp. See?
1: <laughs> you're hired.
0: <laughs> you got the job. Here's the toilet um, brush and the plunger.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're getting well paid at least.
2: Womp womp. But no, it, it, uh, When I didn't understand any Japanese, I used to treat it like this as well. Like, uh, as if the voice was kind of like another instrument only because it didn't understand anything. Yeah. And I guess that's like, it also has some advantages because if you don't understand the lyrics at all.
1: You don't understand how bad it is.
2: (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. If if it's got bad lyrics, just like whatever, you can understand them anyway. But what I'm saying is more like, you can focus more on how the voice sounds and how the singer is singing it because you can't really understand them. You can only, like, feel the voice. It's hard to explain.
1: Yeah, it's like they're making just, like, uh, musical notes, basically. Yeah, well, so the voice
2: is literally an instrument.
0: Okay, well, uh NBT, so for you, has anyone ever told you you're going to get over Japanese music? Like, what was your beginning, I guess? Has it changed... And another thing is, like, what do you think is the staying power of Japanese
1: music? Why is this not just a phase, Mom? Oh, shit. Like, I don't know. I didn't, like, I listened to you guys talk about it, and I don't I don't feel like I had gotten, like, a real good answer from you guys. And I don't have a great answer myself, to be honest. But It's like being like... gay. You just are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
0: saying yeah, you know specifically. Many... I just mean in I... general.
2: Oh, On... Honestly, on the last podcast, we have already established that uh, Japanese music is gay, so, you know. No, you established that for yourself. <laughs> okay. Homo. But,
1: but the same way you can think of it, like, it's like being straight as well, because I don't know how it feels like to be gay, but I don't, I can't it change it. Look at this myself. guy, look at this guy, No, It nudge.
2: literally feels the same way
1: as being yeah, straight. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah, exactly. So it feels natural. So I don't
0: know what it be. feels like to be gay. <laughs> well, Master, tell us. How is it to be gay? <laughs> well, on Thursdays, it's pretty crazy.
1: But Wednesdays, not so much. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good to know. But, but yeah, so there's this hook. And no one really told me to, to like, you will grow out of it. Um, not repeatedly, but my mom did, like mentioned it uh, once or two, twice uh, but like it's been it's been over 10 years and I'm still like this weeb no I'm not really weeb I'm more into the music side of uh, Japanese music so. yeah, did, Same. You,
2: did you guys did you guys grow out of your anime face, but not no. your J-rock music face?
1: no I'm what still in Mando the <laughs> I don't know I, I grew up with anime since I was like like four so it was always so it wasn't mm. that I got into it, like it was like watching cartoons.
2: Yeah, but yeah, it's. Uh, I've actually been thinking about this. Uh, like one of the reasons why we are barely not getting over this shit is that most of us made either like a bunch of friends in the fandom, or like, I don't know, such as Mazo have a kind of Joe that is into this shit.
1: All my and friends if you... are
2: dead. Yeah, Mazo doesn't have Push any fucking friends. me to the edge. <laughs> uh, but if you like... Have... Oh, you're so
1: edgy. <laughs> Uh, it's a song. I guess,
2: <laughs> I guess uh, it's natural to people to like give in to peer pressure if literally everybody you know grows out of this and you have literally no one to share this with. It's quite J-pop natural that you, are, that you are going to move on from it. But if you have an established group of friends that are still into it, you are going to stay into it because you can share it with them. You know.
1: No, I understand what you mean because I have a lot of friends in the convention like uh, um. Like, Japanese convention community mm. and so I stuck to a lot of the kind of activities that that happens around these like this circle yeah and, so uh, I but guess I, d- I don't think music was a part of it though oh, I was gonna say because
0: I guess um I forgot we got to bring Sizen to this even though he's not here he did give us a little write-up to in his absence uh dear Mazo it has been a while <laughs> no um uh So what I was going to say is from what Nexus said, and, you know, you touched on it a little bit too, but you said not in the sense of music, but the staying power itself could just be the community. Uh, Even Sizz, he talks about, you know, getting into J-Rock and Visual K, uh, starting specifically with J-Rock, because of Final Fantasy he found out about Gacked, which uh, I think that was 7. He was Genesis, or at least they modeled Genesis after him.
2: Literally the same for me, like, literally the same.
0: (laughs) Same. And then uh you guys
2: are such enormies. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then oh it only o- it only got
0: worse because of Nightmare and uh, their song The World and Death Note that got him into VK. Uh, he also yeah. mentions a little bit of overworld and how when he was in the anime he really liked overworld openings and endings, so he was always excited for the new seasons to see what the new songs would be and to see if there would be any more overworld And then he ended up with us, essentially, and that was where he is now and why he stayed so
1: long. For me, I've been also in uh, with JRock News for a while too. So uh, we had this internal community actually for a while. I was <laughs> so I've been I
0: mean, lurking for like ever. That's that's for damn sure.
1: Yeah, you've been standing like outside and watching. It was
0: well, <laughs> <laughs> watching watching through the window from the, from outside <laughs> in the snow while you guys share your turkey.
1: huh. But, but yeah, we've been having this internal, like, uh, community. So, I think that helped us uh, keep us in, like, the Japanese scene for a while. And, uh, yeah, and we're still here.
0: Yeah. Uh, he does also mention uh, people falling out of love with the the Japanese music. And he specifically cites people who fall out of love are more specifically usually into VK bands, he thinks. And that uh, either they just go to K-pop or they find something else in general to be... F- you know, fan crazy about. And some people mm-hmm. just can't handle the cycle of a lot of these bands where it's like, new band, gone. New band, gone. Yeah, new it's band. At,
2: <laughs> at, at one point in life, you just uh, run out of emotional attachments. Like, um, if you... If you literally every time you like a band in 2 years they break up at one point which is done you can't do it anymore like you cannot get attached to them anymore it hurts this this I'm is actually a
0: super interesting topic so let's let's not talk too much about it cuz i don't know maybe next month
1: okay <laughs> but uh <laughs> so th- that's okay, how well, he feels uh, <laughs> and he feels that uh I, before we like switch topic and ask you guys uh, Do you guys have like any, uh, like, uh, interest in K-pop? No, I mean, Um, uh, let let me tell you what my
0: friend always (laughs) tells me because he's he's into J-rock definitely, and he's also he's. He's my best, best friend. I fucking love this guy. So he used to send me, and still randomly will, random K-pop videos, especially Hyuna. He likes to call her Hyena, which is pretty funny. (laughs) But he always sends me stuff, and I'm like, dude, why the fuck did you send me this? I fucking hate it. You know I don't like this stuff. And his response is, no, no, no. I watch them on mute. (laughs) 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 Which is so fucking creepy. But I was like, Okay, I'm not going to do that, but thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, for, yeah, for me I I I super I into didn't BTS. Really, I didn't really exactly like K-pop like in the beginning, but then I started watching like some EXO uh, music videos and uh, the the dance that got me like hooked on the music video. So I started listening to it more and more. And and in the end, I started like liking their music, so now I've been a fan of EXO for a while.
2: Holy shit! Okay, with K-pop, I most more like uh like certain songs rather than whole bands. I get a playlist on YouTube of K-pop songs that are just like enjoyable that I listen to sometimes. And I used to like BTS before they got too famous, and I got too hipster about it. So now I don't really tell people that I like BTS because everybody likes BTS, BTS and it's fucking everybody annoying. Was
0: into BTS.
2: Yeah, no, I, think,
0: no, I think that bleed over is definitely interesting because I do see that a lot of you guys are always like, oh, did you hear this new K pop song? And I'm just watching these conversations. I'm just like, but why?
1: Looking from the outside.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, Again, uh, you
0: guys are having ham this time, and I'm just out there in the cold.
2: <laughs> honestly, I used to—I used to be for many years. I used to be super opposed to even trying K-pop because a few years back, there used to be this entire phenomenon where people were organizing mass exodus out of Cheorog, and they were all leaving for K-pop, and not like they were. They weren't treating it as simply changing interests or something like that. It was literally like, okay, grew out of J-Rock. I'm too old for this shit now. K-pop is older age now. K-pop is better. Like, hey, fuck you. Yeah,
0: see, that's that's yeah. that's yeah. kind of like the base of this whole thing, though, is the I grew out of J-Rock. This is the new thing. That was a phase, yeah. and this is my thing now. So I think for us yeah. specifically, and maybe some of the other people we know or part of the community... It's not that it was just a, this is the thing, now I'm going to grow out of it. It's just that they found their home. Yeah, because you feel betrayed when people do that. Yeah, definitely. But, um, I mean, we've been on this for more than necessary. I mean, I think we've kind of found not really a resolution, which is that... Uh, I don't
2: think there is a resolution.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can all, us us three here can agree that Japanese rock itself and Japanese music has a unique sound to it that isn't just the Japanese language. There's something else there that we can't describe.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's only the sound, but, like, maybe some other variables in it. Yeah,
0: you didn't let me finish where I was going to say there are other variables, maybe, in there. <laughs> and but, quoting. uh, yeah, just, just to directly quote you, dick, and, uh... <laughs> Along with that, there's also the community, which is a big part of the staying power. If you do find your little home, you know, and you're not the one out there in the cold watching everybody eat their ham and turkey, then, uh, (laughs) then that, that is a a big part of it. And, you know, we all have our humble beginnings with it. And depending on that beginning, I think that could probably have a really good impact on it too. With that, let's get into, let's get into the news, guys. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's the news on J-Rock news. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh so for me I picked two little stories. Uh first one is SIM. Uh go check it out. They released their PV Diamond promotional video. That's what that means, right? They released yep. Diamond, yep. so it's official music music video for the new song Diamond. It's pretty good. Uh not my favorite SIM song, but we'll see where things go with their next release. I'm just glad they're back to it. I don't know if anyone knows but uh vocalist Ma, I think he had a baby. I know he got married Ma? recently. Yeah, yep. name Ma. I think he had yep. a baby. M A H ma. Oh
1: wow. yeah, next story.
0: Okay, next next story. Um, <laughs> the final one for me uh, since I'm a bandori fag. Uh, Bang Dream, Girls Band Party, best game ever. Go on. No. Uh, so in the news with that, one of the bands Roselia while back. Uh, their keyboardist she just suddenly went deaf. So she wasn't able to pre- really? <laughs> she wasn't yes, she wasn't able to perform for them anymore because they do perform live, Rosalia they weren't able to perform live with her anymore, so they had to replace her, so she had to graduate from the band, which really sucks. She's still a voice actress for different things, but not bang dream anymore, and they finally found a new keyboardist slash voice actress to play the role of Rinko, the keyboardist of Roselia. And uh, they did a live performance here in the U.S. And I couldn't get into it because of a poor organization of a certain event. But uh, that was uh, that was my news. Nexus, you got anything?
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, super quick bits. Uh, Jupiter recently announced that they are going to be going on a European tour, which is going to happen in May of next year. I don't know why the heck they are announcing it in November. But yeah, that's it. That's my quick bit. MBT, okay. go!
1: I have two... Europe oh, that's too many. News, and uh, that is the, the first one is Sokoninaru, uh, a, a duo band uh, that is uh, going to perform in Europe uh, in a lot of places, 14 places, uh, during Febu- February. And uh, we also have another European news, which is Kizu, is now signed to Ganshin Records. So we'll be seeing more stuff from them uh, in Europe, I guess. Oh,
0: on that one, uh, talking about European tours. For US tours, nobody's coming to the West Coast. They hate us. They're all on the East Coast. So look into that if you're on the well, East Coast. Well, it's
1: because you're there. I
2: think it's, yeah. Quite,
1: like, yeah,
0: so they're, they're right? fucking we afraid. Keep telling
2: you to- it is because of you specifically. They hate you and they are never coming to But, but, but Rosalia was here and so was, so was,
0: is coming poppy pa, pop, popping party. Okay, so let's, let's move on to our next, uh, little segment here. I know we're shoehorning it in, but, uh, for our <laughs> social media. It looks like I unfortunately picked one where nobody actually commented, but we did get a few votes on it. Was, have you spotted more people wearing band shirts this year? Includes Western Rock. So I think that's something interesting and it kind of ties into the main subject from earlier growing out of shit. Cause there are definitely people like, you know, your dad obviously said you're going to be over this shit when you're 40 and you have a job because there are people who are 40 and they have a job and their lives are shit and all they all they do is watch law and order and like murder mystery all day and they're like oh yeah that's my fucking jam so personally i see less people wearing shirts this year and i feel like it's every year i see less because every year i'm going further and further away from the younger crowds just because i'm a professional adult now and I just uh-huh. don't deal with those crowds anymore. And for the most part, because of my scheduling, I'm only ever free like after 9 p.m. over here. So no, if I go somewhere, yeah, children are already asleep. So I don't really see too many band shirts at all. So, so I you, think,
1: you, you, you mean you don't hang with the kids? I don't all? hang
0: with the kids. And I think it's the kids who are really into this stuff. So I think that for some of them, the staying power isn't really there. I personally have... a Ton of band shirts. I don't wear them as often as I used to because I do like looking like a trashy otaku a little more now. But I'll wear them from time to time. But I mostly wear my Omokat stuff.
1: Wait, wait! Don't drag otaku into it. Just, just (laughs) say you look like trash.
0: I look like trash. What about you, Nexus? How do, how do you feel? Do you see more people wearing band shirts now, or was it before?
2: Honestly, I since I live like in a in a town that's literally all students. And there's young people literally everywhere. Uh, I have been... This is going to sound weird, but I have been noticing a lot of K-pop merch. (laughs) (laughs) The last thing I wanted to pinpoint is that um, I literally almost exclusively wear band shirts, and I own almost no other shirts. So I (laughs) wear merch all the time. I I was like that (laughs)
0: for a while. I really was. I only had band shirts, but I started, like I said, getting into a talking swag I, and then I wear it
2: and I I don't really even like do it like on purpose like okay I am going to wear band shirts but as I mentioned earlier in the podcast I uh, blow all my freaking money on concerts so if I buy uh, merchandise shirts I don't really have money for any other shirts so <laughs> What are those
0: I have a I have a shirt from uh, the first Dear Duran show I went to which my daddy took me to and he got me a uh-huh. the Uroboros shirt with just the, the album cover on and then the stuff for the tour on the back of it. I've had that shirt so long and I wore it so many times in the past it's literally tissue paper now. It's a black oh, shirt. No. I swear to god it's fucking transparent. But uh NBT, oh, no. uh what about you? What are you seeing in the neighborhood in Sweden?
1: Uh well in Scandinavia like um they they sell a lot of these um shirts, band shirts, uh, western band shirts uh, in like uh, H&M, so you see like uh, Nirvana, uh, Guns N' Roses, uh, I forgot like some other bands but yeah those kind of bands suddenly pop up and become have become like this kind of like fashion statement. Yeah they've become like a brand in a lot of ways that's true. Yeah so people who wear them like it's not like they listen to the band. So I don't know, really how I should define that I see more, that maybe there are more people wearing band shirts, but it's not because they're into the music. I guess uh,
0: we're good here. We talked about, you know, um, the main topic, which again, we didn't really get to a bottom line. So anybody who wants to give like us, seven yeah. Anybody who wants to give us their own opinion on it, definitely give it, I love reading them. I tend to respond as long as it's not on Facebook. Cause I'm not really big on Facebook. I think I did respond to a Facebook thing though. People but also is. really it love
2: is. to give us their opinion or- on our podcast without listening to it that's fine also. that's fine
0: that's fine i love it i love it uh, we're gonna make this podcast great <laughs> again with your help we're,
1: we're, we're really transparent now. <laughs> <laughs> just, just voice your opinion just, to the
0: people. just yell at us and i'll yeah. i'll probably jump in there and be like oh thank you senpai shilling for the money get it shilling yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's just> <laughs> all right
1: all right oh shit